Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, December 4th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen, alongside the coach, Joe Sarvati. And this is our NBA DFS season preview coming in four parts. Coach, are you ready for the 2020-2021 NBA season? What do you think, man? Look at I, I can't I can't bust a smile off my face. It's it's bursting out of my face here. I am so pumped up, man. It is this is like fantastic. The timing is great, you know, starting around Christmas. I mean, this is perfect. I'm I'm so fired up. And there's tons of edge to be had, you know, for our members and for our listeners because of all of the different criteria that's going into this whole new mixture of Home games with no players, 72-game schedule, short time since the end of last season with some people, you know, starting slower. So all of that is being accumulated, statistically uh, looked at, all the analytics. And we we feel we can come right out of the gate, game one of, of preseason and just crush it. So we're ready. Absolutely. And we're, we're going to get everybody else ready for the preseason and the regular season. And the way we're going to do it is with a four-part series. We're going to start today with a preview of each of the teams in the Atlantic Division and the Central Division. So we'll take those 10 teams, discuss the player changes, any coaching changes, and analyze the effect on DFS production that we're projecting. And like you said, we're going to do this now so that we're ready for the preseason and just get ready to crush it all season long. So we're thrilled. Yeah, so we're thrilled that you're all joining us. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe on YouTube so you know when our other season previews post, which are coming here in the next few days. Uh, and we're, we're going to get after it. We want to thank our presenting sponsor here, betus.com.pa. We love that partnership with them. We have an incredible offer on membership with them. You're going to hear about that midway through the show, so stay tuned for that. So, Coach, let's get right into it here. And we're going to start with the Atlantic Division. We're going to start with the Boston Celtics. uh, Go in alphabetical order here through the division. And, you know, big changes here with Boston, with a team that was, you know, knocking on the door of of the NBA Finals. Uh, You know, now Gordon Hayward's gone to Charlotte in the sign-and-trade. And Kemba Walker is out at the beginning of the season with the knee issue. So, Let's start there. I mean, that's going to have a major change on the rotation and usage early in the season. Yeah, it will. And, you know, they they may still make a move or two. So, again, you know, the nice part about this is it'll give us like 80% accuracy on how we're looking at these teams, the usage, the rotations, and then we can tighten it up uh, in during uh, the preseason and make sure we have everything ready to roll uh, for opening tip. But you're right. Things will change quite a bit with the Celtics. I think that we saw in the the bubble playoffs uh, this past couple months back that this really is Jason Tatum's team, first of all. And he's a superstar and he's the guy on this team. And Jalen Brown is is sort of the second in command. I think with, you know, parting ways with Hayward, I think Hayward saw the right. He actually took less money in this a sign and trade that he could have uh, staying with Boston. I think he really saw that, you know, it was time for those guys to shine and, and he was going to move on to a new challenge. So, you know, right now with Kemba being out at the beginning of the season and we'll see how long that is, you know, I, I 
think probably a good two, three weeks minimum. Uh, they want to get him completely right. He wasn't 100% in the bubble. And I did, you know, hear Brad Stevens talking about, you know, if he had to do it over again, he probably wouldn't have pushed Kemba's uh, buttons to play that much in the bubble. So, you know, the, the, it's looking right now as Jeff Teague may just come in as the new guy and be the starting point guard. Uh, they did draft Peyton Pritchard, uh, the, the youngster who, you know, I, I can't imagine him getting minutes early on. I would think he may uh, go to the G League a while. But with Kemba out, he'll probably stick uh, at least at the beginning. But again, you know, Marcus Smart penciled in a start at the two, uh, slides over and plays a point generally uh, uh, quite a bit during a game also. And then uh, uh, rounding out Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, who are going to be high on my radar, I can tell you right now, uh, Andrew, because I just see the usage for those two increasing even more. So I'm very excited about rostering those two guys. Um, and then I think they made a really under-the-radar great move that no one's talking about for some reason. Tristan Thompson can still play the game. He's, a, he's an elite rebounder, possibly one of the three best offensive rebounders in the NBA, and he's still got some time left. So I love uh, the fact that they added him, and it'll be a timeshare probably with Daniel Tice with a little bit of Robert Williams in there. So I think they did a nice job. I like their rotation. Uh, you know, as much as I like Gordon Hayward, I think the move was smart. And I think that uh, it was Marcus smart, actually. No. Uh, <laughs> I think it will help them really define their roles and start coming together. And Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah, great stuff there. I think from a fantasy perspective, Hayward being out of town is going to help with some clarity. I think it really hurts the Celtics championship uh, aspirations because a guy like that coming off the bench is just huge uh, basketball-wise, especially with his yeah. efficiency and his ability to score and distribute. So the bench takes a big hit for Boston this year. And early yeah. on, I agree with you. I think the usage for Jalen Brown and Tatum is going to go up without those two guys playing. And then with Jeff Teague likely playing big minutes at the point guard, to me, he's sort of a mix between a you know pass-first point guard and a more modern point guard who really wants to score. I think he's got a nice balance. He's going to facilitate it for those guys. You know, he's not going to look to come in and score twenty. So I think those guys are going to get all the touches that they want. And then again, from a basketball side, I agree with you that Tristan Thompson is an upgrade from Cantor because of his defensive prowess yeah. and, you know, both similar in terms of their offensive rebounding and, and Cantor was so great when he got minutes at coming in and putting up fantasy points quickly because he'll score Thompson, uh -huh. not so much. So I'm not going to look to play him as much as I would Cantor if I know he's going to get 20 to 24 minutes, but he's certainly going to help the team uh, from an overall basketball standpoint. I agree. I mean, you know, as far as the addition for the Celtics themselves, I think Thompson is exactly what they needed because Cantor is such a defensive liability. But from a DFS standpoint, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm not sure we got to wait and see on Thompson because, you know, is, is he does get a lot of garbage stuff, though. He's a definite offensive rebound putback guy. And by the way, the Celtics are, are very respectable sixth uh, favorite at 14-1 to to win the NBA championship. So that is very uh, 
you know, a lot of confidence from Vegas still uh, in that roster. I think they see Tatum, uh, as I think a lot of people do, as, you know, rising up to possible NBA first team uh, type material. Absolutely. And we got to keep an eye on Aaron Neesmith, the draft pick out of Vanderbilt, who shot 52% on three-pointers last year, making over four per game. So yeah. he's a guy we can look at at the preseason if he gets some some run uh, to put up some minutes at a, at a low price. Yeah, he was the best shooter in the draft, um, for sure. And, uh, you know, the, the betus.com.pa, we, we want to just mention them real quick, again, at 14-1. to 1. And you have a wins total for the Celtics, don't you? 45. And so, again, before you rush out and make a bet on BetUS, remember that this is a 72-game schedule. So take a minute and calculate things, prorate it for winning percentage and expected wins. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll mention some of those win totals throughout the so show. So that's 45 and 28 for the Celtics. Interesting. Yeah, that's close. It seems like a good line. All right. Well, let's transition to the next team in this, in this division, which has okay. even better championship odds or, or shorter odds. And that, of course, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. And, man, the eyes of the NBA are going to be on this team early and often. Opening day matchup against Golden State is just going to be incredible with Kevin Durant facing his old team as he's finally going to be out on the court with Kyrie. So how do you think that duo is is going to fare together this season? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll go right out on a limb. Brooklyn is my pick to win it all. And I that's controversial. Not a lot of people are picking them to win it all. You, know, you still have your Lakers and Clippers and everybody that, that mainly are being talked about, and, of course, the Bucks. I just think Brooklyn is going to be – Phenomenal. I mean, you've got Steve Nash as the coach. So rookie coach, first time he's coached, really. But his group of assistants is ridiculous. They're all ex-coaches, including Dan Tony, who worked with Nash so closely in Phoenix. So they are going to be running and gunning, and they are so stacked, it's disgusting. If, if they stay healthy and Durant is even 90% of what he always has been, uh, and Irving, you know, gets hurt a lot if he stays healthy. I mean, there was a lot of rumor about them picking up James Harden, so I don't think that's off the table. But even if they don't make that move, the projected lineup right now of Kyrie Irving, Karis LeVert, who showed superstar potential in the bubble, Joe Harris, who they signed to 80-some million, so they're very, very con- – or 60-some million, whatever. It's a large number because they really have confidence in his shooting – and then KD and Jared Allen. But, you know, look at the bench. Spencer Dinwiddie, I mean, he would be the best player on a team, you know, like Charlotte or something, uh, in my opinion. And then you, they picked up a real savvy guy in Bruce Brown defensively, Landry Shamit for some good shooting off the bench. And then, you know, Timothy uh, Luau Cabarro showed that he could be a good fill-in as he did in the bubble. And uh, they grabbed Torian Prince and Jeff Green, a couple of other veterans that, um, well, especially Green, Prince hasn't been around that long, but they're guys that know the league. They know how to play and, uh, you know, they can fill in. And then they have the youngster, uh, youngsters in Claxton and Kuruk. So they are ridiculously deep. And I think, again, you know, they stay healthy. Uh, depending on how Nash does as a first-year coach, which I think he'll do fine, uh, especially with the assistance that he has. I think this team 
is going to be tough to beat. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it's going to be fun to watch. And this is the one team that we're really going to have to wait and see if they make any monster monstrous changes. This is December 4th. And if they make that trade for Harden, then everything changes with these rotations that you just laid out. But if it stays this way, talk about depth with TLC being like the fifth guard in the rotation, guy who could break the slate this summer uh, oh, yeah. when, when he was starting at, at a low price. So I think, you know, in addition to them just being ridiculously efficient with their scoring, with all these three-point shooters, like you said, Dinwiddie coming off the bench, Great. I think the big thing is we're going to get some high totals, some high-scoring games, because with the pace set by Nash and this team really being a little bit more offensive-minded, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. These are not five defensive studs that they're going to put out there no. to start the game. The uh, the opponents are going to put up some major DFS points against the, against Brooklyn. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, this, I have a just massive circle around Brooklyn games early on. It's going to be one of my my main go-tos because, like you said, the pace of play is going to be off the charts. I mean, I remember very well when D'Antoni was the head coach in Phoenix and he had Nash and Stottlemyre and that, you know, uh, Sean Marion team. And they their offense was set up. That was, you know, in the times that coming off of Loyola, Marymount, and all those teams that would just push the ball like extremely fast. But they're publicly, they stated their goal was to get the ball up to the basket in seven seconds on the shot clock gone you know only seven seconds expiring and that's on a make so that's how hard they were pushing the ball and the pace that that developed and with this group of guys it's crazy and then you know i think the only thing that changes that a little bit as as great it is it would make them picking up harden uh if they give up more than likely levert dinwiddie and picks and a bunch of stuff like that you know then it changes the pace a little bit because harden needs the ball Harden needs to back some people down it would change the dynamics. Kyrie would would move more to the two, and then I think you got to look at it differently. But for right now, if they stay with what they've got, uh, you know, with that group of coaches and that group of depth of guys, I mean, their games you're going to see, you know, 20 years ago uh, when when the speed was in for the Nuggets and different teams, where you're going to see some 133, 130 games on uh, a pretty regular basis. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And and one thing to monitor will be KD's minutes early on. I think they will be limited. So he the big question will be will he be worth those big price tags early in the season? So we'll we'll break those down for you as we're going to do a show for every slate all yeah. season. We'll we'll have you ready. And the early report uh is Durant feels absolutely terrific. He said he feels great. He's 100%. You know, when you have that body type and carry that little weight it makes a big difference on your joints and, and coming back from those things. Like that's always my fear with Zion is, you know, can can your joints take that pounding when you're built like a middle linebacker? I, I don't know, but I think that will help Durant a lot. And by the way, uh, betus.com.pa, five to one, second favorite to win the championship. So I'm a little bitter about that, Andrew, because I wanted to put some good coin but I didn't expect five to one second choice. They're more of a favorite to win it than the Clippers or the Bucks. Can you believe that? I can. I can. And so, yeah, that's a tough decision if you want to go with five to one. So, uh, well, the next team we're going to talk about is nowhere near five to one. 
They've got less than half of the projected win total for Brooklyn, and that's the New York Knicks with a projected win total of 22.5, or at least that's Ooh. the over-under. What was and Brooklyn's, by the way? 46. Oh, wow. All right, so less okay. than half. They do have Tom Thibodeau, and so it's the, it's a new regime. Is that a good thing? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I mean, for DFS, we're looking at probably a slower pace, more defense, but I don't think he's going to prevent the Knicks from getting blown out most nights. So uh, what are your thoughts on this team from a DFS perspective? Well, I mean, it's a double-edged sword with the Knicks going in. You know, Thibodeau, and he's done this everywhere he's coached. He never changes. He never will. You know, he he plays a slower pace. He tries to really incorporate defensive principles into his teams. But on the positive DFS side, he does not play a deep bench. He plays his guys minutes galore. I mean, there's a lot of talk that the way he beat on, uh, you know, guys like Noah and uh, Rose Rose and that group. I mean, playing them 40 plus minutes every single night, even when games, that's what's bizarre with him is they can be up or down 25 and it's, you know, three quarters of the way through the fourth quarter. And he's got his guys in there. He just pounds the life out of them. And I think it shortens their careers personally. But, you know, so. The question is, you know, is the pace of play going to be slower? Probably. But are we going to see additional minutes for his key players? Here's here's what it looks like right now. Alfred Payton, R.J. Barrett, the rookie that they just drafted, uh, Obi Toppin, who was the, the uh, player of the year, John Wooden winner, Julius Randle, who's a stud, and Mitchell Robinson. And, you know, they did make some changes behind those guys. They still have Nidalekina. Uh, they added Austin Rivers and Alec Burks. Uh, Kevin Knox, who was supposed to be a big star, uh, is looking very possibly in a backup role unless he steps up and can beat out Toppin. And then they added Nerlens Noel as one of the bigs and uh, Omar uh, Amari Spellman from the Warriors as a, a quiet little sleeper guy. So they do have some players they can rotate in. Uh, I will be watching... Uh, guys high on my radar early on, like Julius Randle and uh, and maybe R.J. Barrett. I You know, I'm not a big R.J. Barrett guy. I thought he was overrated, but, you know, he really has a huge chip on his shoulder. He did not make any of the rookie teams at all, and he was the second pick overall. So, you know, that stings. And I think, you know, my concern with Peyton is, knowing that Thibodeau is such a defensive coach, Nitalikina is a good defensive point guard. So you may see uh, a split time with those two guys. But, you know, I, I don't see the Knicks doing that well. I think it's going to take some time. Uh, I'm not the biggest Thibodeau fan. He's not a coach's uh, player's coach. He's more old school. So interested to see how guys like Mitchell Robinson will, you know, and Toppin will adjust to his coaching style. So we will see. Yeah, the funny thing is, last year with the Knicks, you could not really trust the bigs because there were so many of them, and the minutes were all messed up because Todd Gibson would start, and then you wouldn't know if he was going to play 13 or 14 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but So there's a little bit more clarity there because they waived Todd Gibson and they declined the option on Bobby Portis. So I'm, I'm excited about the fact that those guys are gone. And like you said, I'm going to be zeroing in on Julius Randle early in the season. If he can get 36 minutes then I'm, I'm pumped about playing him. And if Mitchell Robinson's just going to start every day and get 30 minutes, 
that's going to be a big opportunity. So I'm, I'm focusing more on If he stays out of foul trouble, that dude right. is just a mental case with fouls. Yeah. It's, really, yeah. it's so frustrating, you know, when you roster him and he's kicking ass, he's got three blocks in the first quarter, and then he reaches in, you know, 40 feet from the basket and makes it. Right. It's crazy. By the way, the Knicks are a nice, fat 150 to 1. So there's, if you want to, like, set $20 Burn on your fire, <laughs> yes. Then That's there you a way go. to do it. All right. <laughs> Team four here in the Atlantic Division, the Philadelphia 76ers. Big changes at the top this year. Daryl Morey taking over with the five-year contract. Doc Rivers, the head coach. And I think this is a really interesting dynamic. How is this going to play out? The analytics of Morey and what I'm going to call the chaos of Doc Rivers. We saw what, what fell apart there with the Clippers with all these different starting lineups and rotations. Nobody felt set and secure in the rotation. So how are those two guys going to, going to mesh and, you know, are they going to be able to get the most out of Ben Simmons and Embiid? I'll tell you this. I would say out of the entire league, this is the most intriguing team this season because there are such a variance of possible results. I mean, you know, they could win an NBA championship. They have the pieces to do that defensively, they're going to be absolutely phenomenal. They're going to be, you know, close to the, I'd say second to the Clippers possibly uh, as far as defensive prowess. But there, there's just so much swirling around. All the controversy with the Sixers, you know, uh, uh, the trust the process. Now they're waiting for the process. They finally got rid of their coach. They have a brand new coach coming in that, you know, obviously left a lot of baggage behind with the Clippers. I don't know if you saw the interview and comments uh, just yesterday or two days ago from Paul George basically blaming the Clippers' performance, uh, poor performance on Doc. Talk about passing the buck. And, and you know, he stunk. He needs to take some of that responsibility himself, in my opinion. But he blamed it on Rivers. He said they didn't know their roles. There were other players that wanted to go. Uh, anonymous, but pretty much everybody knows is Patrick Beverly that was saying that it was a bunch of crap that, you know, he, he got to sit those, uh, the, the two main stars so much and baby them with George and Kawhi. So there's lots of baggage there. Maury, obviously, with the, you know, huge uh, problem in China last preseason that caused, you know, them to basically drop the NBA. I think it cost the NBA like $5 billion or something like that. So, you know, a small uh, toe stub there for Maury. So you've got a mixture of everything. But I'll tell you this, Andrew. I think Maury's a terrific GM. Whether you like him or not, he shakes it up, he gets it done. So I give him credit there, and his teams win. I think Doc's a heck of a coach. He's a great player's coach. People love to play for him. He's got a championship. And they've got tremendous players. Listen to this perspective starting five that I, I'm uh, projecting. Ben Simmons phenomenal defender. Danny Green, phenomenal defender. Matisse Thibel, possible team uh, NBA defender in the future. Tobias Harris can hold his own. Joel Embiid, arguably the one or two second best center defenders in the league. And you get Dwight Howard off the bench to block some shots. And they added Seth Curry for some threes off the bench. And we saw the maturation of Shake Milton when he had a step up when Simmons was hurt. I like this team. You know, they're, they're 16 to 1 to win the NBA championship. And because I'm getting those crappy 5 to 1 on Brooklyn, 
I know it's it's a long shot, and I know our man Brett, Mr. Deffy, is going to love this, but I may bet a few bucks on this Philly team because I think they're dangerous in the East. I think they've got potential. Uh, I, I like the fact that they've gone with Maury. Like you said, I think he's going to make the moves as they move forward to get this roster to its its best spot. Uh, and I think, you know, moving Horford out is a step in the right direction. Definitely. Richardson was was pretty solid. So, you know, it'll be a challenge to replace him. But Curry and Green, I think, is a, is a good step in the right direction for shooting, which they obviously need around Ben Simmons. Right. Uh, and they didn't really have it since they lost Redick. So... I, I like the potential here, uh, but I, I'm still not going to put them uh, into the finals. I think there's two, two other many good teams here that we're talking about today. That Oh, they're a long shot, but I think that the potential's there. So, yes. you, know, you know, it also could backfire and just be a big dumpster fire. Who knows? But uh, it's going to be fun to watch, though. Uh, what, what is their win total? Just curious. 44 and a half. Yeah, that's reasonable. That makes sense. Just a notch below Brooklyn and Boston. Yeah. And a notch above a team that I think has a win total that might not be where it should be. That's 41 and a half. It's the Toronto Raptors. Mm. They have re-signed Fred Van Vliet, four years, $85 million. They've yeah. lost Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol, but they've added Aaron Baines and Alex Len, and they re-signed Chris Boucher. So with the core really still intact... Um, I mean, Ibaka and Gasol have been critical to them here in, in recent years, but uh, they still have Siakam, of course. Uh, talk to me about the Raptors in 2020-2021. You know, I, I understand the moves they made. I mean, I think, you know, Marc Gasol's time was was over. Uh, they didn't want to pay an exorbitant amount, uh, you know, for Ibaka. He's past his prime a little bit. And they wanted to keep Van Vliet and Lowry in place, which I don't blame them for. I mean, and, and hats off to Van Vliet. He's the, the highest paid contract for a non-drafted player in the history of the NBA. Did not get picked, went to Toronto uh, and made the team as a free agent. And, and look at that. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Toronto's not the hot team to pick right now. Really didn't add much of anything, if you ask me. Baines was... A shell of himself last year. Len is is just a, a sub. You know, maybe this is the year, the year, and we talked about it last year a few times in the playoffs. Boucher, once he gets his opportunity, could be a really good DFS statistical guy because his DFS points per minute were fantastic. But again, another guy that's still raw and gets in foul trouble, but something to watch. Um, you know, Nurse is one of the best coaches in the league, in my opinion. He did lose his top assistant, who is now the head coach with the Pacers. But, uh, you know, I think they'll be okay. You know, you know, Lowry, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Siakam, and then center, they'll either start probably Baines or Boucher. Uh, I, You know, just not a sexy pick right now. I think they'll be okay. Uh, the BetUS.com uh, doesn't show a lot of confidence. They're up to 24 to 1 to win it. So what do they... What did you say their wins were 41? It's 41 and a half. And I think yeah. they can go 42 and 30. So I'm not yeah. certainly not going to bet on them to get to the finals, but I like I like them exceeding that win total. I agree. Yeah, that's 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 gonna be close, but I like it. Well, as we said, the place to go for those wagers, betus.com.pa. And right now you get to hear about the tremendous offer 
that they're providing to our listeners. So check that out right now. Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time. So put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity. And most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at betus.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk with full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB. The best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back. And thank you again to BetUS for setting that offer up. Again, you don't have to be a member of DFS Coach Talk to take advantage of it. So go to betus.com.pa, use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, and then we'll get you into our Discord. And you'll have membership with us all the way until April 1st with access to all of our sports, and we give out full lineups because you can do that on FanDuel. So we give out a cash lineup, a GPP lineup for every slate in the NBA, and then uh, same thing with football. So you get all of our football coverage all the way through the playoffs and the Super Bowl, PGA every week, and then baseball once it starts up again. So we'd love to have you join our membership. Uh, It's a great community. Uh, If you have any other questions, go to uh, find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. While you're there, look up the coach. He's at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. I'm at Language Olympic. And our other man, Shane, is at D-E-T Sports Shane. So that's the crew. Uh, thank you so much for uh, considering that offer. Now, Coach, as exciting as that offer is, as yeah. we transition to the Central Division now, we have to start with the Chicago Bulls oh. and their win total of 29 and a half. Yep. They do have uh, Billy Donovan in town. So do you think Correct. that that can uh, help the DFS fortunes of any of these players? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, I think that they're a long ways away from being, you know, competitive. They do have a young core that has some potential. So I give them that. You know, uh, Kobe White, I think, will be the point guard starting off the season. He started off really like as a third string point guard at the beginning of last year. So I think he's worked his way into that. They still have Sadoransky. Zach Levine is always a nice flyer play to make if he's in the right matchup against a, a, a poor defensive shooting guard from the other team because he can light you up for 40 or 50 points. He doesn't get a lot of periphery stats very often, so you just got to pick him on the right spot. You know, they've got uh, just a bunch of guys at small forward they drafted. A uh, guy super early, Patrick Williams, it was a shocker. Uh, I believe he came off the bench for Florida yes. State. And now he's uh, was drafted fourth or something fourth. like that. Yeah. When's the last and time you saw a number four pick who came off the bench in college? crazy. The only guy I remember first round that, that was Vaughn uh, Waiters. Uh, uh, not Vaughn Waiters. Uh, Dion Waiters? Dion Waiters. Vaughn Waiters football, isn't he? I think he's uh, an old football player. I don't recognize uh, but that Dion name. Wait, yeah, Dion Waiters uh, was drafted by the Cavs. He was a six-man for Syracuse, and then he ended up, you know, 
running around the league a little bit, but he's famous for eating a full bottle of gummy bears on a flight and almost right. stroking out. So anyway, I digress. Uh, so the the bottom line is, you know, the question is Patrick Williams, will he get uh, minutes? They paid Otto Porter like a quadrillion dollars, and he hasn't really done anything yet. They have also Chandler Hutchison, who so, showed some signs of jumping in. Um, Laurie Markkinen, probably their best score, pure score. You know, he just seems to have difficulty staying healthy, uh, but certainly some upside. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., same thing, you know, showed signs of of playing some good ball and, and should get a the majority of minutes at center backed up by Gafford, uh, who's a guy I think has a little potential. So not a great team. Uh, there There is some youth there. So, I, you know, and you do have a new coach if you're a Bulls fan. Uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in them. But, you know, I think you can cherry pick guys like White or Levine or Markinen or even Carter maybe on a specific night in the right matchup. Because one thing with Donovan, he is a defensive-minded coach, but he also likes to play with pace. So they'll, they'll, they'll try to get a lot off of transition and, and push the ball more, a lot more than Chicago did in the past couple of years uh, with their old-school coach. So, I, you know, I'm not removing the Bulls from my list of possible stack teams in DFS this year. I think you're, we're going to see some improvement on that side. Yeah, I think it's going to be an upgrade over Jim Boylan with Donovan and with the backcourt, especially now that Chris Dunn is gone. I yes. like that it's more clarity here. We don't have to worry about that three-headed monster yeah, with Saransky. Yeah. So Kobe White certainly in play for me, depending on his price. And then it'll be all about Levine and uh, you know that backcourt back working together, I think, has some good potential. So the other no team doubt. here in the Midwest – that has a lot of youth, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yikes. Their projected win total, uh, the over-under, is 22.5 on BetUS. You know, they've got a real challenge in front of them. And this roster is the most unique to me in terms of all kinds of young guys like the Bulls, but then you add in Kevin Love and Andre Drummond. So it's an interesting dynamic in Cleveland for Coach Bickerstaff. What are your thoughts on the Cavaliers this year? Doesn't I mean I, I don't understand their roster. By the way, the the Bulls and the Cavaliers are both two hundred and fifty to one. So there you go, man. That's <laughs> that's some big bucks uh, right there. You they're they're two of the longest odds on the entire board. Actually, they are the two longest. So that really talk about a weak division. My goodness. Um, you know it's interesting. I I am so glad that that they gave that job to J.B. Bickerstaff because we talked about it a lot last season. He's this, the assistant coach that always takes over at, in, on an interim basis. I mean, literally like four or five times. And then he does a pretty good job, gets them playing well, and they hire a new coach. So this time they stuck with him. I think that that's, that's great. I, I really believe this is a team in the process of turning everything around. I think they're going to move Love and Drummond. Uh, you know, the NBA extended the trade deadline to March 25th, you know, because everything's been so rushed getting into this season. So they'll have plenty of time to move those two guys. And they'll, they'll be two nice additions for teams that are looking to get over the top to win it. So I like that they have those two trade assets. I like the, the draft. They took Isaac Okoro. I think he's going to be a fine pro. 
And I like their three-headed rotation at uh, guard with Garland, Sexton, and Porter. They've proven they can score. Uh, they need to defend better, that's for sure. You know, one of our biggest, uh, you know, money makers last year was was play both guards against Cleveland's backcourt because they were, you know, giving up historic numbers uh, in the backcourt. So, you know, another thing we want to keep an eye on this year, I don't think it's going to be much different. Uh, Okoro can certainly defend. I think that's a big part of the reason they brought him in, uh, you know, from Auburn. He's he's a real special talent. Um, other than that, though, you know, they still have the same backups, uh, Jetty Osmond and Larry Nance uh, and, and Della Vadova somehow still in the league. And then, you know, maybe this will be the, the key for them winning it. JaVale McGee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll turn this one over to you, man. I, I don't know what else to say about Cleveland. Yeah, it's a great point. So we'll keep that defensive backcourt uh, issue in mind, guards against Cleveland. And we'll have to see how the minutes play out with Okoro and Osman. You know, Chetty Osman was a guy that was oftentimes so cheap in the starting lineup that he could pay off value. But if Okoro is going to get a bunch of minutes, that will take that option away. And by the way, Okoro... Uh, we'll see how he's, his shooting develops. Only 29% from not deep. a good shooter. He's so a great defender, though. Right. Yeah. And then with the bigs, you know, yeah, we'll see if, if anybody gets traded. And then Mary, maybe somebody like Larry Nance is in a better spot. But with Andre Drummond, the one other point I want to make is that he underwent the LASIK procedure this fall. So maybe he'll actually be able to zero in on the rim and hit some more free throws. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, he's he improved quite a bit from the free throw line as yeah. well. You know, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm never going to trash Drummond. He he was in some of my biggest wins lineups last year. He really was. I mean, I remember, if you know, early on there when Griffin went down, uh, I said, I'm just, until Griffin comes back, I'm putting Drummond in there every time. And right. what it was, we had like a five-night crazy winning streak, uh, with, and Drummond was at center every night. So, you know, I don't know what the scenario is with Cleveland, how this is all going to pan out. But, you know, he can be a, a really good play, and so can Kevin Love. I mean, they can win you slates on a given night. There's no doubt about it. So I think this team, we're going to be watching a lot of Cleveland on my on the direct TV package here because I want to play a lot of guards against them, and I think their guys are going to be better DFS-wise this year now that they have a rotation set up. Yep. And maybe the 2020 games for Drummond will turn into 24-20 if he makes those few extra free throws. So hey, we'll he certainly, them. we will take them for sure. Yep. All right. Well, the next team here in the Central Division that we're going to discuss, the Detroit Pistons. And, man, you talk about rebuilding. Troy Weaver has a real challenge in front of him with the state of this roster. And Christian Wood's not there anymore. Bruce Brown is not there anymore. They've signed Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, Wayne Ellington. But, you know, this team with a win total of 23 and a half, I think they're really going to struggle to try to reach that number. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Pistons? I, I think they're going to be the worst team in the league. How's that? for? And, and uh, yep. if you're listening right now, uh, Shane, turn it off. You don't want to hear this part. <laughs> yeah, I just that new general manager there, I just have absolutely, you know, it's one of those things. When we do DFS so much, and I, again, and I this shows my age, and, and this was, I've been in an NBA DFS league. This is my 41st season in the same league. There, I haven't found anybody on earth 
that has been in one longer. I was a sophomore in high school, so I am super old. But if anybody has been in an NBA DFS league for more than 41 years, please let me know. So anyway, and you know, you do this for so long, you almost feel like from a reality standpoint or non-reality standpoint, you could build a team. How would you do that? You know, and uh, just every time this guy made a move, I was like, what in the hell is he doing? The trades, the signings, giving Mason Plumley all that money, still having Blake Griffin going absolutely nowhere. They opened the bank vault for Jeremy Grant. For what? You know, and then you have Derek Rose as your point guard, you know, who's on his last legs. You know, I do like the pick of Killian Hayes as the backup point. He was the rookie choice. I think he has potential, but we don't know. I mean, he played over in Germany last year. Uh, he's young. He does show some good possibility of being good. But then after that, your, your two guards are DeLon Wright, who was terrible for the Mavs last year, Zvi Mikhailuk, Mikhailuk, who had a few good games, Wayne Ellington, who's been on every team in the league twice, I think, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, and just guys that aren't going to get it done. You paid a billion dollars for Grant, and he's, you know, he's got the, the young guy, Sekou Dumbuyu, who was good at the beginning last year, but is a year or two away. They did their other uh, pick, Sadiq Bay, is a nice pick. He's again building for the future, which doesn't make sense why you'd want to pay Mason Plumlee, Jeremy Grant, Derek Rose, and Blake Griffin money when you know you're going to try to build with maybe Hayes and Bay and a few Diombo and a few of the younger guys. I, I don't understand this roster build whatsoever. I mean, you know, behind Griffin, maybe Grant plays some four. You know, Mason Plumlee will start at center. You know, he is a good points per minute guy, uh, and he could be a real sleeper in DFS this year. I mean, when you look at their backup centers, Isaiah Stewart, uh, Jaleel Okafor, I mean, you know, when when you're when you're a new GM somewhere and you, you come in and say, hey, I built this squad, I picked up DeLon Wright, Wayne Ellington, I picked up, uh, you know, Jaleel Okafor, oh, my God. So... Yeah, I, I'm not uh, excited about this team in either direction. I think they're going to not play qu quite fast enough to be a huge team to target, and I just don't think they're that good. I really don't. So boo for the Pistons right now. Sorry, Detroit fans and Shane. Yeah, to me, I think it's just tear it down, hope for a high draft pick, and slowly build it up because they are a mess right now with just a lack of talent even. Yep. with their veterans who are, like you said, on their last legs. So this is one team that I'm not really going to plan to play any of their guys in DFS unless there's just a shockingly low price because I'm just not expecting much production offensively. And if they get blown out every night, then it's going to be hard to trust the minutes on the guys on the other side. So yeah. uh, I don't think I'm going to have DirecTV or uh, the League Pass tuned into Detroit very often. I'll tell you well, that. You know how you set your favorite channel so you can scroll. I may leave the Pistons channel off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I do think I bet you a dollar to a dime though that before the trade deadline they move Rose and Griffin to some competitive teams where they could help because they have no absolutely no need for any of them. Right. Well, the last two teams we have to preview today in the Midwest are going to be much more exciting, and we're going to be tuning in and using more of their DFS players much more consistently throughout the season. 
Next on the list, the Indiana Pacers. They have a new coach in Nate Bjorkren. And he's talking about, again, one of the teams that's going to add a little bit more pace this year. And I think the big news with Indiana is their health. Oladipo and Sabonis are apparently healthy and ready to go. Uh, Lamb is going to be out until some point in January. But what a great starting five here. I'm expecting big things from the Pacers this year. Yeah, I mean, I know you're super high on them. I I still want to see how they gel. I mean, I've I've got concern that the talk for so long now is they want Oladipo out. Then the word was Oladipo wants out. Now both sides are saying they both want to be there. So who knows what the real real deal is there. You know, he was a shell of himself in the bubble. He was not ready to play yet. He, I don't think he was healthy. Um, losing Jeremy Lamb hurts. He's a good, you know, glue guy for a lot of stuff with that team, and he'll be out quite a while. Uh, you know, Sabonis being back is just monumental. I mean, that changes that whole team when he went down and couldn't play in the bubble. Uh, I do agree with you. I love Brogdon. I play him a lot. I like uh, you know, the potential of, of what they can be. If Oladipo's healthy and they get Lamb back, you know, I do like this this new young coach. Again, he was Nurse's right-hand man in Toronto. I think he'll bring a new uh, jolt of just a whole different style of basketball. I mean, Nate McMillan's been around coaching for a million years, so they needed a restart, a refresh, and they really got one of the top guys out there in the market, which was Nurse's uh, secondhand guy who's, you know, nurse is a two-time All-NBA coach now. So, you know, I'm with you. The Pacers are still 100-1 to one to win it. So, you know, Vegas doesn't have a ton of confidence. And somehow, by the way, because I didn't mention, Detroit's only 200-1, to one, which is shocking to me that they're not even close to a couple of these teams that are longer. But anyway, I think maybe the Pacers could see a nice 20 spot for Mr. Andrew Hansen here on BetUS at uh, 101. Well, I, I think I will still direct my funds to their win total over 39 and a half. I think this team can get to 40 wins. I mean, if you look at Brogdon Oladipo, TJ Warren, Sabonis, and Turner, I think that's one of the best starting fives in the league. Good. They're they're efficient. They can score it. I mean, and then Sabonis and Turner really complement each other with their variety of skills. And then TJ Warren was an absolute stud oh in the my bubble. God. Yeah, wow, he was first-team all-bubble for sure, yeah. So we'll have to see how the usage works out with everybody healthy and starting together. Um, you know, I'm not excited about their bench early on with, with Lamb out, uh, but they did re-sign Justin Holiday, so he's there. Uh, certainly, if anybody else is out uh, on any given night, he can step up and, and provide value. Yeah, I mean, they really didn't make any changes, but, you know, they didn't really have to because – Oladipo really wasn't back. Sabonis was out towards the end. So it's, you know, they just got all their guys back. And, they, and, and they're is sweet. You know, both Holiday brothers. TJ McConnell, whenever he comes in, he holds his own. You know, Jakar Sampson can give you 15 minutes a night and, you know, be a defensive stopper, block a few shots. You know, and Goga showed different signs of being a good backup center. Yeah, I mean, if I was a Pacers fan with the new coach, I would definitely have some promise. Uh, you know, I, I just need to see how the old depot thing completely plays out before I'm aboard. All right, coach. Last team of the day. We may have saved the best for last. We'll have to see how it plays out. That's the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. And man, did they have a shakeup with that monstrous trade 
bringing in Drew Holiday, bringing in Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh, wait. Well, not quite. No, that didn't. <laughs> oh, reset on Holiday. that one. <laughs> almost, almost a monster double uh, for the Bucks, But they've got Drew Holiday in. Bledsoe and George Hill are out. Uh, yep. Wes Matthews is gone. Robin Lopez is gone. And I really like some of the uh, rotation guys, the guards and forwards they've added. Uh, so with a win total of 50. Yeah, that's uh, big. That's big so number. They've got some uh, big aspirations this year in Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I'm really interested to see how this pans out. I mean, they knew that. It was looking like Giannis may leave after this year. That was like the the scuttlebutt going on. So they they just said, you know, we got to go after this and make some changes to try to keep him. You know, he just said uh, yesterday, I believe it was, that you know he wants to win. He doesn't care if he's the best player on the team anymore. He'd play second fiddle to to someone. I love that talk because you know, as a Mavs fan, he, that's one of the top rumors. Actually, it's number one now. It was the rumor was that he may go to the Heat next year, but now that they tied up all that money with Bam and those guys, they opened the vault. They're not going to have quite the max scenario that Dallas does. Dallas can pay him the absolute max, and maybe he's saying that because he can be the one A to Luca's one right now. I mean, I just about you know they if if that happens, they're going to have to bring the paddles out to bring me back because <laughs> I'm going to go down. Uh, so we'll see. But as far as Milwaukee this year, I, I do like, I love their moves. I, I love Drew Holiday backed up by DJ Augustine for this team. I like it even better than Bledsoe and Hill. I think it's an outstanding move. A big, big piece of how they're going to improve this year, in my opinion, is Dante DiVincenzo. He showed some strides last year, they depended on him more. He got more minutes. And right now, he's plugged in as the starting two. So if he can continue to step up his game, uh, that's going to have an impact on them for sure. Um, they did pick up Bryn Forbes from San Antonio. It can give them a few minutes. And Torrey Craig as another defensive weapon for them. Middleton has the monster contract. They paid Connaughton for the backup there. Uh, they did add uh, Bobby Portis as sort of a backup for Giannis and Brooke Lopez at the 4-5. I think Bobby Portis can play. I've always thought that. he's. I think he's nasty out there, man. He's tough. So I, I like that ad. I think it's an, an upgrade, actually, from Robin Lopez. Um, and then we'll see from there. Uh, I know that their win total is, is 50, and I know that they're 6-1 to one to win it, according to uh, betus.com.pa. I just am not 100% aboard. I, I don't think... They're at the level of a couple of these top teams like the Nets, Lakers, and Clippers, for example. And I know I'm in the minority there, but we'll see. I mean, that's a lot of adjusting team-wise. I mean, you've got out of their top nine-man rotation, four of the guys are completely different. So very seldom do you see that much of a turnover with you know top guys on a team that's that successful. So I don't know. I... I think I play under 50, to be honest with you. Or maybe that's just me praying that they stink so Giannis comes to Dallas. I don't know. I think it must be that. <laughs> I, I would play over it. I think they have wow. so much depth and a lot more defensive versatility than a team like Brooklyn. 
So, uh, so I think one in 21 is what you're saying. Yeah. Cause I think the bad teams that we've been previewing this year are really going to be bad and they're just going to, they're going to sweep the series, the season series against those teams and, and, and pile up the wins. And, you know, I, so I think they're better off from a basketball standpoint than DFS because we know coach Bud likes to spread the minutes around and a guy like DiVincenzo, for example, if he's in the starting lineup, he's not going to get many shots with Drew Holiday and Middleton and Giannis. So it's going to be harder for him to hit value. And if they're blowing everybody out, you know, Coach Bud will gladly play those bench guys 18 to 20 minutes. So we're going to keep a close eye early in the season about the minutes, the rotation, uh, and the usage uh, to try to build winning lineups for everybody at, at DFS Coach Talk. So um, let's mention that one more time. Again, um, if you want to take advantage of that offer from betus.com.pa, Go to their website to make that first deposit of 149 with the promo code Coach Talk, and then you're going to be members with us all the way until April 1st. Get all of our lineups in basketball, football, golf, and baseball. If you don't want to go through BetUS, you can still become a member. Just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Sign up for whichever length of membership you want, weekly, monthly, or take the all-access package all the way from now until April 1st. Again, you get access to all of our sports, all of our lineups. We give out a full cash lineup and GPP on FanDuel, and then we give out the coach's clipboard on DraftKings with core plays and pivots. Coach, any final thoughts here on the preview show number one? Well, great stuff. Um, yeah, you know, a couple things just real quickly. You know, I don't know anybody in the industry that covers the NBA uh, and scours it as much as we do. I mean, that is our our baby, and and that's you know we we hit hard. Uh, you know, this entire season from the first preseason game all the way through the actual Olympics, which will be in July, we're going to cover every single slate. We're going to have a podcast for every single slate. We're going to do five on here. Uh, you know, and if you're watching us on YouTube right now, please hit the subscribe button, the thumbs up and the little alarm so you know when, when these podcasts post. But uh, we're going to do something a little different. For our members this year, I'm going to be doing two solo podcasts uh, for members only in our Discord. So wanted to throw that in there, you know, not to, uh, you know, disperge anybody that, that enjoys what, listening to this on here, but we wanted to mix it up a little bit, uh, really keep it exclusive uh, for our members, and really encourage you to get in there. I mean, a few people said, is this $149 for real? You know, I really get free coach talk till April just by putting money into my uh, betting account there with BetUS. It is, you know, we've got a, a fantastic relationship with them. I really encourage you to take advantage of it, uh, you know, with this NBA season uh, really upon us here. So great stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, we're in the meantime, we're crushing football. Uh, uh, Shane and Andrew doing a great job. And uh, we're just excited for this season. We're excited that, uh, you know, the level of, of what we've been able to do at Coach Talk. You know, this is going to be our first full season of NBA because we started last year in February. Uh, and, you know, we finished out the season last year at 79.1% winning percentage, which is the highest we've ever had. For me, I've done this for six years. Uh, you know, when you start approaching 80%, that's sort of like nirvana. I mean, that doesn't happen often, but you know we've been in the mid 60s all the way up to that 79 number every season, and we're talking about you know every slate. So we'd love to have you join us. 
you know, we could talk NBA all day and night. Uh, but, you know, we're crushing stuff right now. You know, we do PGA, NFL, and MLB as well. And, you know, I've been watching in the background here, our PGA lineup is like a top half a percent lineup right now. So we're super pumped about that. And you get everything with your membership. It's not like you come in and you just get that sport or that Discord channel. Once you're a member, you're part of the family. You've got everything and all access to everything we do. So that is it, my man. I appreciate uh, you know host you hosting today. We're going to do this uh, more often. I think as Andrew is a host and me as the analyst a little bit more because we it seems like we get a little bit more rhythm go going. I think I chatter too much when I'm hosting. So. I think this will be good for everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, great start here. We Like we said, we've got three more uh, DFS preview shows to get everybody ready for this season. So make sure to tune in to those on YouTube and check out our football shows. We do uh, about five uh, NFL shows per week, all on YouTube. So <clears throat> that'll do it for day one here. On behalf of the coach, Joe Sarvati, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for tuning in and be sure to check out the rest of our NBA DFS preview shows as we look to crush it in DFS.